What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the ABL podcast. It's Ben and Aiden, as usual. Um, We're going to be talking uh, some NBA today. Just uh, it's probably going to be a quicker podcast than usual, but uh, the All-Star Game reserves came out yesterday and um, there's definitely some debate going on. Uh, I think we, we also we didn't get a chance to talk about the starters either. I don't know if you have a problem with the uh, starters at all. I don't think anybody should have a problem with the starters. Yeah, I think especially in the West, definitely not. And then, I, I mean, I don't really have a uh, – I mean, I don't really have a problem with any of them. I would have liked to see maybe Jalen Brown over Beal, but I'm not going to get, like, upset about that. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think you should get upset about that. I definitely don't have a problem with it. Um. But yeah, as far as the reserves, let's just start with the West. Um, so, have you seen? Do you? Uh, so the reserves for the West are, if you don't know, they pick the. I was looking into how they pick it, um, and from my understanding, the way they picked the reserves was they did two guards, three front court players, and then two wild cards. That could be anything. Um, and in the West, the this is the Western uh, reserves that were picked. It's Anthony Davis, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Zion. Um, uh, do we want to talk about just real quick about how uh, AD is not playing in it? So AD isn't playing in it. So, so it's going to be D book. It just came out, but D book did not get selected to the original team. Um that he was probably like the biggest if you're going to call it if you're going to call him a snub he's the biggest snub i i felt like it was like that either him or chris paul was going to make it and i personally agree with chris paul making it over him what i do i think chris paul is the most important player in the suns i do i mean yeah maybe but like d book is i don't know i think d book's disrespected I mean, it's either way. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's like crazy, crazy, but like, I, mean, I, I, w- I would have put D book, but like, I, but I, but I do agree. Chris Paul might be the most important player on the Suns. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Chris Paul is the most important player to the team and their success. I think Devin Booker's obviously a really good player, but um, he didn't come out and have like this awesome, insane season that we were really hoping and kind of, at least I was expecting to him to have a little bit better of a season than he's had so far, even though it's still been a good season, but we, I was expecting him to make a jump after uh, that bubble run that he had where he was averaging like 35 a game or something. Um, and then, I mean, overall, like when you go through it, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, those guys are locks. Like there should I, not I'm be, be honest. I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't have any problems. Like, with the whole list, like I get there were snubs, but like I'm seeing like on NBA Twitter, people like swipe a, like De'Aaron Fox didn't get it, DeMar DeRozan, and I'm just like the one that I saw. I was seeing a lot of people upset that Shea Gildress didn't make it. Yeah, dude, my but thing, it, like, like, I mean, great players, but it's the like, All Star game. Guys are gonna get cut yeah. from it. I don't think their resume is better than some of these other guys. Like it happens. Like snubs, snubs are a part of the deal. Yeah, I mean they've they've had great seasons. Like Chase had a great season, you know, uh, and De'Aaron Fox. Demar Derozan's had a great season, but I don't think he should have been in the All Star. Yeah, game. but he he's not 
he hasn't been on Dame Lillard or not even close. I, I feel like social media was making that snub on the Western conference, a little bit bigger of a deal than it was. Also the one I, I didn't get is pe- a lot of people. It felt like we're pushing for Mike Conley to get in. Yeah. Which, and it, felt like, it felt like really the only justification and reason for Mike Conley is like, I know there's some advanced stats that, look really good for him compared to maybe Donovan Mitchell a little he looks a little bit better in some advanced stats but it felt like the only reason he was getting a push to get in the all-star game is because he's a zero time all-star and has never made it and is maybe the best player to never make the all-star game ever he's up there so, I mean, he, he's a vet and like he's always been like legit so yeah and, like, he, come on. and he really has stepped up this season compared to last as well yeah last season let's not even get I mean, he's he's been a huge difference for this team, like a giant difference for, for this Utah team this year. And all-star he didn't deserve all-star. to make it. Yeah, he all-star. didn't. I would have been ridiculous if he made it. I'm happy Zion made it because, um, number one, yeah. it's just super fun. Number two, uh, I mean. A lot to get excited about. If you, if you watched, if you watched recently, the Pelicans make that um, their biggest franchise comeback ever against the Celtics. Hey, I mean, shout out Zoe. Zion looked awesome. It's and and they were they were actually like uh, against the Celtics in that game. They finally were were bringing in Melly so that they could space the floor because it's just I don't know. I feel like it really limits Zion offensively. I know he has some defensive issues, but it really limits him to have Stephen Adams out there at the same time and like guys that just like not having enough shooters on the floor for spacing for him because it's like. If he has the spacing, it's gonna—it's just so hard to stop him. But I personally think Zion is just as deserving as everybody who is like right on the cusp, like Devin Booker. Um, but in the West, I have no gripes at all for, for the list. Maybe like I mean, I know Anthony Davis hasn't been like had like this insane year for himself, but I know yeah, our still, Noah was a little was a little bit. Adamant about yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys have uh, watched our our top five villains episode, we had Noah yeah. on for that one, and <laughs> yeah. uh, he was up ups- he he was upset that Devin Booker didn't make. He would have liked to see Devin Booker on it and Anthony Davis not on it, but I I think I don't have a problem. Anthony Davis is okay to me. It's just because when he's on the court, he's still like maybe oh, pop- like people are gonna he's be still like, a top three defender in the league. Yeah, so his impact's huge. I mean, look at the Lakers. Yeah, his yeah. impact he like. Even if he doesn't have, he hasn't had it like going insanely on offense this year, but his impact has still been there because of Dude, that. And like, I don't really think he really needs to have it. Like, right. I mean, you know, the Lakers are going to take it a little bit slower right now, especially with the short turnaround they had of the season. I'm not expecting him to be MVP level. Yeah. But I mean, I think the only spots that are truly up for debate are CP3, like maybe is really just Zion and then maybe the CP three versus Devin Booker. That's yeah. the only thing like Zion is, you could argue, I could, I could hear, I'd listen to an argument for like somebody getting in over Zion, but and I'm not taking De'Aaron Fox over him. No, not, not De'Aaron Fox or Shea, but like maybe, maybe Devin Booker. I mean, I don't want to hear Mike Conley, but um, the East, but uh, there really wasn't mu- much to complain about there. Yeah. But moving on to the East, um, no problems with the starters first, let's get off. I'm cool with Jalen Brown. James Harden, I'm cool with, obviously. Zach Levine, I'm cool with. Julius Randle, I'm cool with. Ben Simmons. There's one, one guy I'm furious about. Nikola Vucevic, because obviously we're cool about Jason Tatum. No, no, I'm not 
necess- I'm not necessarily furious at, at, like that any individual player made it. I'm definite, but I think it is robbery, absolute blasphemy, like ridiculous that Chris Middleton is not on the all-star team this year. I think that is absolutely ridiculous because if you go look at his stats, all right, this guy is averaging 26 and six. Yeah. And shooting like an eyelash under um, 50, 40, 90 on the season, just barely under it. And he's averaging 20 points. Like always, he does it so efficiently um he's only taking 15 shots a game which by the way is maybe my biggest complaint about the bucks uh besides the fact that they need to get uh Giannis a little bit more touches like on the block posted up where he can make passes kind of like what LeBron does I would like to see him do that a little bit more but I mean on for the bucks I really would like to see what Chris Middleton can do getting more shots like you have all these other guys like like Vucevic. He's averaging 24 points a game about this year. Um, but he's doing it on like 20 plus shots a game. Chris Middleton's only taking 15 a game, still averaging 20 at an insane clip shooting. I believe he's shooting 43%, 43.5% from three. I mean, the guy plays defense. He's on a good team. He's the second most important player to that team. And I just don't know if I were to take guys off. I just don't know how I would have really liked to see him over Zach Levine, what? Julius Randle, or Nikola Vucevic. Wait, hold I would on, like to see him on. over any of those. Said Zach Levine, Julius Randle. Julius Randle's having better numbers and he's having a better season than Anthony Davis. And you were like fine with Anthony Davis. I don't think Chris Middleton deserves. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to look at pure offensive numbers, sure. He's got more. I, better think, Julius than Anthony Davis. It. I think Julius Randle deserves it. I mean, Zach he Levine. is more deserving. I think than Zach. like if I were to pick, I would rather have would Julius Randle on there and take off one of Zach Levine or Vucevic, but I still think Middleton is more deserving than Julius Randle. I think he's more deserving than, Levine, I think he's more. I mean, I think he might be more deserving than Ben Simmons. You could make that argument. I I think that's also an argument as well. Um, The only reason I'm not upset about Ben Simmons really is it's just because he's the best defender in the league. It's him on the perimeter, at least. He's the best perimeter defender in the league. Uh, Rudy Gobert's been the best defender overall, probably. But I mean, Ben Simmons can match with anyone, like absolutely anyone. He's so good at defense. Um, and so versatile on that end. So that's the only reason I can, I'm a little okay with that. The only, so, but I'm at, I just think it's still, it's so ridiculous. Middleton didn't make it in my opinion. I would have liked to see him over Zach Levine too. hmm? Sorry. He might be most underrated player in the league or at least one of them. I agree. Middleton. Like, I just don't think he gets the credit he deserves. And I think Budenholzer doesn't utilize him right. Like the fact that like you brought up only 50 shots a game and he's, the most efficient scorer, arguably. Is a crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, Zach Levine's been awesome. And like, I'm not trying to downplay what Zach Levine does. Cause I think he definitely made a jump in like his impact this year. Um, and he's clearly a big shot maker in this league. Like he can create shots for himself, knock them down when his team's on droughts, he's shooting very efficiently. So I guess I, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. My biggest gripe would be the Vucevic one. I mean, he's on just an absolutely horrendous team. 
he's putting up great numbers um, on a good amount of shots, but he, he's he's still playing well. But he's like he's just playing on a team that is not doing anything, which isn't his fault. They've had injuries and and they're no good. But it it's just I I just feel like we had like before this I would have said that I thought Chris Middleton was a lock to make the all-star team like a lock and he didn't make it so I think that it's ridiculous they didn't find that we couldn't find a way to take other guys off and get him on the only other person that I think um maybe I would have liked to see make the all-star game also he could have gone over maybe Vucevic or one of those other guys that we mentioned uh Vucevic is I mean Vucevic is probably the weakest one in my opinion the the uh guy who's like the least deserving I guess not to say he's not deserving but like compared to the rest of the guys on the list um and it's Bam I thought Bam maybe could have gotten on that team especially with his the the way he's improved from the mid-range this year he's shooting like 50 almost 60 percent I believe from the field averaging just under 20 points like under 10 just under 10 boards five and a half assists he's having a great year he's been the best player on the heat um but i mean i'm okay with that because the heat haven't been anything special this year and there's just there's there's a lot of good players this year a lot of good guys who are getting left off um yeah what do you think of sabonis do you think that was a snub or no i mean no i'm gonna say no just because sabonis he, he was he was hot. He came out the gate so hot, like looking so amazing. Playing like honestly out the gate first couple weeks, like first month, he was playing like a top 12 almost player in the league. Like he was insane. Yeah. But uh, he really cooled off um, a good amount. But um, numbers wise, I mean, I mean, it's just the year that it is. There's, there's a lot of good guys getting left off this year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you look at his numbers, just because he like started off hot, like yeah, you could say he he deserved it, but like I mean, if you really watch, like everybody knows, I mean, he cooled off. So I don't think yeah, don't he think, he was not the same I, guy. I just, I just saw like social media was like showing his numbers and like saying is he a snub and stuff. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, yeah, I, he, I mean, I mean, he's like a borderline snub. Like he, if on a, a lot of years he would have snuck onto the team, a lot of years. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the Celtics now? Or are we all good with yeah. the All-Star? Yeah, I think, I think I'm done with the All-Star game. Overall, my only really strong opinion on it is that it's ridiculous Middleton didn't get on. But uh, you don't seem to have too big of a problem anywhere no, with, it. with it. I mean, snubs are bound to happen. It's, it's the way of the game. And I don't think the All-Star game really means that much. I, I mean, it, cool it doesn't, it's not like everything. But, I mean, it does look it does look nice to have, like, you know, eight-time all-star yeah um yeah but i mean so lately the celtics have been awful as of right now are they 14 and 15 because they're losing Um, i think they're as of right now they're 15 and 16 sitting at sixth in but i think uh, last i saw they were getting smoked by the hawks are they really right now Oh, that is awful to hear. But um, fifteen and seventeen then, if they lose tonight, yeah, they'd be fifth. They'd be tied with the Knicks if they lose tonight. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Like, you know, I'm gonna be honest. Here's the problem, Marcus Smart. 
No, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. People have been saying that that's a problem. Our team is Mark, like our team has been horrendous, horrendous. We don't move the ball at all. Nobody can create a shot except for two guys. And I'm Marcus smart is not the answer. Like he'll come. There's games where we've come out where we've looked just so flat, like ridiculously flat. We played the Hawks. Um, not the last time, but the time we played them on a back-to-back, I believe very recently, like last week. And in the first game of that back-to-back, they came out or it was against the wizards. They look so flat. They look terrible. A lot of games recently, they've been looking really flat and energy wise. That's where, where Marcus smart's going to make a huge difference is on that energy. But I mean, he's not going to help our offensive struggles and help us continue to move the ball ball as much. I mean, Steven's out. I mean, you know, Brad Stevens isn't, I'm not going to say we need to get rid of him because he's, I think he's done enough. He's overperformed with Celtics teams so many times that I think he deserves like a pretty good benefit of the doubt, but I will say he's done a really bad job this year. Um, It hasn't been fun to watch. It's literally just Tatum and Jalen Brown taking turns. And those guys have been phenomenal. Like those are literally two top 15 guys maybe right now. And, and they can't even, we can't even string together like, a two game win like two or three game win streak and we have with, with players of that caliber you would think like we'd be able to win games all the time and crush teams that aren't that don't seem to be as good as us but it, it hasn't been the case um I think that a move is necessary they still have the Hayward trade exception I think it's like a 27 million dollar trade exception and the guy that I really 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 hope we can get is Busevich, and I think he is going to be gettable. I think he's going to be very available close to the de- trade deadline. Cause I don't see why the magic would want him on their team because he, I believe has got a, a expiring contract. And also he's literally the only reason that they're winning any games right now. I mean, like the other day they, they won a game against like the Pistons or something and he dropped like 37 and that's like literally the only reason that they won the game so that's just hurting the Magic's chances at the end of the season to have the top pick and I don't see why they wouldn't try and tank and and be one get a super high pick especially when when the season's a complete throwaway with um Fultz getting hurt and and Isaac getting hurt I mean who my thing though is like who would they have to trade like in that deal I mean, well, we have the trade exception, so that helps us. Um, but we don't have like we don't have tons of picks, but we have enough, or we don't have like insane picks, but we have enough where we can give like picks uh, or or some of the young talent that we have. Because I mean, we don't have like insane, awesome, great young talent, but we we got stuff that's enough to like throw into a deal and add value to it. And I don't think it like the magic are going to be trying to like, because of the trade exception, we have the space to take his, take him on, but I don't know how many other teams are going to be going after them. And I don't know how, I don't believe it would be that hard to get him. If we're not able to get him, the guy I would like to get is Thaddeus young, but I don't, I don't know if the Bulls are going to be – he's been very important to the Bulls, so I don't know if he's they'll actually be willing to give him up or not. Um, 
I've heard other guys mention like Harrison Barnes, but uh, from what I hear, the Kings are not willing to give him up. Uh, Justice Winslow is a guy I'd, I'd be fine going after. Um, but I think the main guy that I really want is Vucevic. I think it could really help this team because right now we only have two guys and create a shot. I mean, a third because Kemba has been I'm in full panic mode with Kemba. Um, I was talking briefly with Noah about this too. He's not, he thinks Kemba's fine. Like his yeah, shots just yeah, off. He He's like, Oh, it's just shots off his whole, this whole year. I totally am the opposite. I'm complete year. panic mode. His defense be- has been fine. And he looks like he's, he's still got the handle, the burst, but his shooting, his, he hasn't been getting any free throws. Like his, I'm, I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers, but just from the eye test, it feels like compared to last year, way less free throws, way less getting to the rim. And his shots, like a lot of his shots aren't just, he's not just like missing and it's like in and out or something. Like it's like really bad misses sometimes on, on where he can create an open shot and he'll just miss horribly. And it, it's really concerning because if we want to go anywhere with this team at all, we need him to be our third scorer and playmaker and be able to run the point and help uh, Tatum and Brown when they're not on the floor or, and give them some breaks because, because we're not like, like when Marcus smart comes back, I'm, I really hope he doesn't think he's going to come in and be our offensive answer because that's, we don't want Marcus smart ramping up his shots. Like, that's not what we want. We don't want him thinking he's the third best offensive player on the team. I mean, right now it's Pritchard is like our third best like shot creator. And I I mean, he's, yeah, he's been awesome and he's, he's going to play in this league for a long time and he's going to be a solid player. Like that was a great pick, but then we have, we have a guy like Neesmith who's done nothing. Oh my God. It's been awful. I mean, he's maybe not been used like the best way, but. You just need you need Vucevic. Try to work out a deal. You know, Danny Ainge's got something up his sleeve. Yeah, I mean, I hope. I really hope, but we're saying that. I mean, you always hope that Danny Ainge has something up his sleeve, but he. I mean, we've thought he's had all this stuff up his sleeve, and now, like all these years later, after like the great trades that he's had in the past, we're sitting with this pretty bad roster at the moment, and and we need to do something to fix it. Vucevic could be huge, just because. That'll add number one, a, a third score, and Kemba. We don't need Kemba to come back and be at like super amazing. Like we we definitely still need him to improve offensively a little bit, but we don't need him to come back and be like awesome. And then the spacing that it would provide for Jalen and, and Jason, I think would just it would just help them even more, just be able to get to the basket and get easy buckets. Um that Pelicans game though. What about that? What about that Mavericks game? And, yeah, so we have like the Pelicans game, and things are looking just terrible. We give them the biggest comeback in their franchise history to this awful Pelicans, just terrible Pelicans team. And then shout out Zell. And then at the same time, and then it looks like we're finally going to get a win against a, a quality team in the Mavericks, like a, a pretty good team. Um, and then Luka Doncic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they only have like I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're 500. They're 15 and 15, but they're in the far superior division. And we know they're a solid team. They got one of the best players in the league, and we think we're about to get a win against them, and then or or maybe get a win against them. And then Luca hits that crazy three pointer for the game, and it's like nothing. Like 
the Celtics have just been blowing games late, like haven't turned it on late in the fourth, and it's it haven't been moving the ball at all. And it's just been awful to watch. Really sad as a Celtics fan, especially because the way Tatum and Brown came out and this team came out, it, I was like, my confidence was just so high to see the way Jalen Brown came out. He started like, he's averaging like 26. He's still playing phenomenal. Um, and both guys playing great defense as well. But now it's just like, those guys are still playing phenomenal, but it's like, things just aren't working out. And it, and it's like, we can't, we're not going to be able to, to beat these teams in the playoffs. We can't get it together soon. Um, but the one thing I will say as a hopeful Celtics fan, hopefully all these problems will just be gone next year in the off season when Bradley Beal gets all the leverage, when he has one year left on his deal and he forces a trade to play with his boy Tatum. <laughs> and that's my hopeful Celtics uh, fan inside of me talking. But I mean, at the same time, like I'm not going to get my hopes up for that too much, but at the same time, like I definitely think that's a possibility because we all know that uh, Beal and Tatum are, are pretty tight. All right. You keep, you keep wishing, man. You keep wishing um, real quick. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, if he's going to force a trade, like that's, yeah. I mean, I feel like a guy he knows he gets along with, like that's a, on, on a solid team. I think and I mean, that team would be insane. The Lakers hmm? might be a more desirable destination. Can they even? Oh, they'll work on that. Rob Plink is the best GM in the league. I mean, they might be a more desirable. Who knows? It, it, dep- it depends what he what he's looking for. Um, but I mean, like, it, if that were to happen, the Celtics would be fine. Right, yeah. I I uh, I, w- I do want to bring this up though. I I know we didn't really talk about it, but Paul Pierce eight hours ago on February twenty fourth tweeted <laughs> MVP rankings as of today. Look, you may not think this is crazy. But I think this is totally Wait, I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> MVP rankings as of today, one Harden, two Embiid, three Braun, four Donovan Mitchell, five Kawhi. Wait, can you – You said one Harden, two Embiid, three Braun, four Mitchell, five Kawhi. Harden? Harden at one. Donovan Mitchell at Harden's five. not even – I mean, Harden has been amazing. He's been amazing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> No doubt he has been amazing. I love that he is like taking that just like point guard role as like the facilitator. Um still scoring a ton, still scoring. I think he here, let me pull it up. I think he's 25 and 11. Yeah, since since joining the Nets, he's I'm, I'm looking at on Paul Pierce's Twitter right now. 25, eight, eight and a half rebounds and eleven uh, and a half assists. Two, three Braun. Donovan Mitchell at four, which I think is crazy. Like, I get through the one seed, but, like, really? I mean, you know, if I'm making it, I'm throwing Dame over Donovan Mitchell there. I mean, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Right now, if you have – if I just think it's kind of blasphemous to say that this is just not a fact, basically. Right now, it's a two-horse race at the moment, and it's LeBron and Embiid, and it's a big, big gap, and then it's like – then it's like Damian Lillard. I think it's okay to have Luka. Donovan Mitchell up there because because I mean their team is man, insane. Luka? Uh yeah, yeah. Luca could be he because he still has a chance to like you know rip off like a crazy ten game stretch. Such a backpack this year. 
Who? Steph, Steph Curry? Yeah, Steph Curry. He's also in that conversation. I think it's like Luca. I mean, like, we're not. You could we I'm gonna throw Donovan Mitchell in there, but he's never gonna win it. He's not he's never gonna win it. But um, so it's really Luca, Curry, Dame. Like unless Donovan Mitchell just decides he's gonna turn it up and average like, like 28. Yeah, like 28 the rest of the year and his team's gonna keep winning, then then he'll win it. But I mean, I don't see that happening. I don't see him adding like four points per game to his like totals. But I mean, like Dame. Wait, dude. Like, do you, what? like Paul Pierce just has some of the worst takes ever. Oh yeah, Paul Pierce is. I mean, I love Paul Pierce. You know, when I was growing oh, up, that was that was like my guy. That was like the Celtics guy. Everybody loved Paul Pierce if you're a Boston fan, but. Yeah, he's been a terrible, in my opinion, a terrible analyst. I don't like his takes at all. I disagree with them more often than not. Um, but one thing I will say is Dame is up there and it should be like kind of up there in the MVP talks. And the Trailblazers, I mean, they're going to be legit good once once they got like uh, CJ McCollum back. Because, I mean, he was, I mean, let's just <laughs> Zion and Chris Paul are lucky that he got hurt because he would have had an all-star spot the way he was playing. Um, but, but like, when they get their full team and they got a healthy Dame Nurk and CJ McCollum, that team is going to be legit. They're going to be a good they're team. Good. They're good. I think yeah, and, and I'm excited to see if they can, like, make a little noise this year um, in the playoffs, hopefully. But Like LeBron said, Dame is the most undervalued player in the league. Uh, he The other day he said it was Devin Booker. Well, like Devin Booker, then And Dame. then Dame Dalla. <laughs> But I would take Dame number one most. I, I mean, yeah, I I think Dame and CJ McCollum get pretty slighted. I feel like I mean maybe at this point Dame after what he did in the bubble, I think he's pretty much. I I feel like unless you're like a very ca- very very casual fan, he's not disrespected. I think he's pretty regarded as like. I mean, he's the second best deep shooter in in the league. Throughout his career, though, I feel like he never got the recognition to like. Oh, till recently, but I mean, it's 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 because of the, uh, they haven't had. I mean, they've had success in playoffs, but they've just had to go against insane teams. But they did make. They still made a conference finals, which is really impressive. And people didn't think that they would ever make one of those with this team with the duo of CJ and and Dame. But yeah, I mean, I think people recognize Dame's like he's literally Steph Curry when it comes to shooting deep threes now. Like, oh, yeah, no, he deserves that recognition. He's just as good as, as Steph Curry at it, basically. And it's, it's, he's just so icy when it comes to clutch shots. Like, I don't think I've ever watched – I've never watched a player ever in my life and felt more confident, like, big shot, clutch shot, that he's going to hit hit it. Like – it's like, oh, they're down. It's like they're down six. Oh, Dame's just gonna hit a three, get a stop, and hit another three, and it's gonna be ridiculous. And like what, like uh, earlier this this year, I remember I was just flicking channels. I happened to flick to the Bulls Trailblazers game, and they're down like five with like eight seconds left, and he hits back to back contested fadeaway threes. One to uh, cut it to two, and then the last one to win the game against the Bulls, and that that was one of the craziest endings to a game I've ever seen. Like that guy is just ridiculous. So I I hope he gets his respect. I hope he tears off some crazy run and gets himself in the MVP conversation. But right now it's got to be Embiid or Braun. I'd probably give it a, like a slight edge to Embiid, but it's like 
it's it's close. There's still a lot of season left. Yeah, of- uh, yeah, we're only about a, a little over a third, I think, through the yeah. season. So, so we'll uh-huh. see. We'll yeah, we'll see what happens. Plenty of time for like Luca could go on like some insane ten game run, like averaging crazy numbers. I mean, same with Dame or, or Curry. Curry could like go on a run where he's average averages like for ten games like thirty like six points or thirty seven points or something, and their team wins like eight in a row, and all of a sudden they're a friggin' like four seed, three seed. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean. Let's just uh, one thing I just want to mention. I mean, when you when you look at the teams in um, the West, when you look at like the standings, I just again I think we went over this like last pod or a couple of pods ago. Again, it just it feels like definitely Lakers Clippers are like that first tier, really Lakers by themselves. But then it's like Lakers and Clippers are those be- the best teams. Lakers Clippers Nets um sixers maybe you could even throw in there are like that first tier and then it's been i mean then it goes down it drops to like i I would give it to the jazz the suns i'm not worried about utah i can tell you that i like i mean i wouldn't be too worried about if as a laker yeah lakers i don't i'm not worried about no clippers i'm not but i mean can i just can i just say like if they're going to be clicking like this, like, I mean, we, it could be totally different when we're talking like going into playoffs. Now the jazz could drop a they've bunch never, of teams because they're playing out of their mind. They're 25 and six. Like, they're peaking at the wrong time. They're peaking at the wrong time. Lakers are going to peak at the right time. They're in the swing of things. Once AD becomes healthy, they're going to play well. I think the jazz could make, it would be fun to see like the jazz make some noise. No Do you way. have any fear of the Suns? No, we have LeBron. Like, oh, uh, come on. What team are you most scared of? Uh, the Nets. In the West. In the West, none. You have to – you shut up. Which one are you most scared of? I mean, they're all beta. So, like uh, – Dude, you you can't – I'm sorry, but it's I'm a little guess. like – I, I definitely – obviously, you guys are favorited no matter what the series is. Clippers, I guess, but they're still little bros. They're still, like, a little brothers. They're still JV squad. So, like, I still think we're going to win that. But they're – I mean – I mean, it's got to—it's got to be the Clippers on paper. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you're right. The re- the only thing about the Clippers is like, you know, you want to just talk about like Paul George, but it's like we've seen Paul George be awesome in the regular season, like every freaking year, and then just suck in the playoffs recently, at least. Playoff-y. Yeah. I mean, since basically leaving, he's been pretty trash in the playoffs for his standards uh, and what we expect from him pretty much since leaving the Pacers, but hey, man. I don't know if I were you, I would, I think the Suns could be a little frisky. I mean, I would not sleep on them. I wouldn't sleep on them. Oh, I think that, I think that they match up like or five, five games. Eh, to you. I, I think four, four, one. Four, one. I think at least four, two, but I mean, you know, we'll, we'll have different opinions when it's uh one and 80. Come on now. When we're going into playoffs. When Bron really- well, dude, okay, okay. Stop being a little Lakers dickhead, all right? Stop being a little we get shit. it. Those are the two. That's the best duo in the league, we understand. But, like, I mean. It's Bron and AD. Yeah, best duo in the league. It's overpowering duo in the league. Better than – and definitely better than anything anybody in the West has. But, I mean, if you find those – if you face those nets. Hey, if it, uh, sleep on our ski boy. 
Kuz is low. Yeah, you're talking about Kuz. (laughs) Hashtag ski boys. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, nothing's really changed. Lakers are still the favorites. And it looks pretty clear that the Nets are probably going to be the team to come out of the East. Um, so well right now. They I mean, I, I mean, like, I don't see what team could beat them. I mean, the only way it, it's like the only way is if the Sixers put on like some insane defensive performance. But like, how are you going to do that against the Nets? Right? Because like, even if Embiid, who wouldn't be able to be stopped at all in that series, like, just went off, it's like you still. It's, it's like, is he going to go off enough and the rest of the team going to support him enough whether they're still be able to keep up? Like, are they going to be able to ever outscore the Nets four times in, like, a seven-game series? Seems a little hard to believe right now. So, I mean, right as of right now, I, I agree that your Lakers are definitely the f- clear favorite. And it, it I'd be pretty surprised if playoffs started today and we just – went on i'd be shocked if it wasn't like lakers uh nets without obviously you know assuming health all right well it looks like we're on the same page well i think that that pretty much wraps it it. yeah it's bohemian rap city it's rap Citos. um all right we'll tune in for the next podcast all right see you guys real